Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Boozed and Confused. We have a guest on the show tonight. Who's the guest? It's the contractors who are uh, currently (laughs) tearing apart and fixing up our bathroom upstairs. Yeah, so I can stop coming to the basement at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, when I'm awake. Look, I for one am exhausted in sharing that bathroom already oh you're exhausted Mm -hmm. i i'm exhausted i'm exhausted all right we have a really interesting episode today that i have absolutely no part in that seems to be the trend now doesn't it yeah that's (laughs) that's fine i'll take that trend yeah i've been on a tear these last few i don't know like i think like the last week i've i've just been on a a fixation and so i kind of jump into it this week I don't mind. I could I could use the break. Oh, it's I'm hard sure for you me. could. It's hard for me to talk complete sentences without being winded. So it's going it's great. No, oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll do everything. Uh, we wrote this one. <laughs> Just like we brought the tile in. Yeah. And what else have we done? We do a lot together. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For anyone who mm. doesn't know us, when I ask Matt, to do something because I physically cannot at 35 weeks pregnant. I say, oh, maybe we should do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, like she's French. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, it's really just Matt doing it. But I'm sure I'm not the only one who does that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure actually, we're not. I'm, I'm very sure I'm not the only person that does that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> okay, before we get into it. Um, housekeeping yeah just a few things and okay. you're, you're you lost your housekeeping privileges so <laughs> someone asked me last week what parlor was and i said it's fine <laughs> we're not doing this so the first one um we are on all your favorite social media platforms facebook instagram and twitter i've been super duper quiet and i am sorry but I have a lot of really good stuff saved that I want to post. I, it's just a matter of actually posting it. So I'll get to it. Maybe this week. Maybe this week will be the week. Um, if social media is not your thing, you can send us an email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. And if email's not your thing, you're shit out of luck. We have nothing else. <laughs> That's it. You can't send us an, a letter in the mail. Um, what is next? If you enjoy the pod and you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review and, uh, like subscribing, following on your platform of choice. It really makes a huge difference. I promise. Um, Joe Rogan doesn't need any more reviews, please. (laughs) But, um, if you leave us a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, we will send you some boozed and confused stickers for free to your house. All the way. All the way there. All the the way. way. And um, let's see. The last one. What are you drinking? 
Um, actually, at the moment, nothing. Um, I've been a hydro homie today. Yeah. Lots of water. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a Pedialyte later. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll get crazy and get a Pedialyte too. I've been on a Pedialyte kick. Yeah, I have I have a work event tonight <laughs> that so involves me not being can't drink. toasty. Yeah. So yeah. water today. <laughs> H2O. Um, tastes like wetness. Gatorade. <laughs> H2O. Um. Yeah, and then the last thing before we get into it is we have a promo right after this episode ends today. It's from our friends at Crime Divers Pod. So I know in our audience, there's a lot of people that overlap with people who like true crime. Um, Highly recommend going to check out Crime Divers. Listen to the promo afterwards and uh, check out our friends Jill and Laura. They do a great job. They pick out a lot of cases that you would never really, I don't know, expect here before, which I think is nice because you don't really get that a lot in true crime. So, yeah. Cool. So stay tuned. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, so it's my turn now? Yes, it is your turn now. <laughs> so grateful. I'm not even going to open the notes for today. What? Yeah, I spent so gonna... much time on this. Yeah, I know, but it's for you, not for me. Okay. I'm just going to go with that flying blind. I'm actually pretty impressed with how much of this I can say without, you know, like using the notes. Yeah, because, it, well, it's been your life for like the last 12 hours. Yeah, give or take. I've actually had like tabs open for this stuff for like the last like five days. So it's, it's you know, it's been it's been cranking. It's been cranking. Uh, totally heard that door slam earlier, by the way, <laughs> in the <laughs> recording. <laughs> We, you know what, and fuck it, we're just going to do it live. We're too tired. We've got too much going on. We're I'm not actually, editing anything anymore. I'm actually not that tired. I've been I'm getting exhausted. some pretty good sleep. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been sleeping very well. Uh, so this topic's kind of like a combination of things. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of get into it. This has been my fixation for the week, and I feel like it's going to last a little bit longer than a week because I still have some more things to watch up on. So what are, what are we talking about? Um, uh, like, uh, aliens. Yeah. Uh, aliens, but also like nukes, like <laughs> nuclear missiles. And did the stuff. aliens, did the aliens make the nukes? No, 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 no. Nope. Quite, uh, like the opposite kind of I don't know this one gets a little convoluted I've I've got a lot of tangents um we're gonna be talking about uh this really cool uh like two hour long documentary that I've been like watching in pieces um and then we're gonna talk about uh World War II the Cold War um and then aliens okay yeah yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I've been on a larger alien kick than usual. Um, yeah, um, I actually had a super wild dream last night about aliens that uh, I'm, I'm going to get to. I really hope it was inspired by what I've been watching and not actually real. Um, yeah, so there's this, this, this like fantastic 
documentary called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It's like two hours long, uh, but I cannot recommend it more if you're even slightly into like UFOs or aliens or anything in that realm. Uh, and and where can you find this? Oh yeah, um, well I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> You've been giving Beth Jesus our money. <laughs> it's for the streaming service. Yeah, it, of course, of course. I've actually been diving into Amazon. Ugh, wait, Amazon <laughs> to uh, I, I have quite the watch list now of things in that weird realm of alien stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of skim through some, cause I'm still not done watching the documentary. I'm on like chapter three or, or four of five or six. Okay. Uh, so there's this guy named Stephen Greer. He's an American ufologist, which is a guy who studies UFOs. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, and he's also the founder of the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Life and the Disclosure Project. It rolls right off the tongue. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like two separate things. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Disclosure bad. Project is yeah. a separate thing. I just okay. didn't pause at the appropriate time to okay. make it obvious. Whoops. Uh, he's also the, the main host of this doc, and he just goes all in. Uh, he claims that not only have aliens been to Earth, but have made continuous contact with Earth. Uh, Greer has worked in the White House and has worked with many presidents over the years regarding space and potential potential extraterrestrial life. Uh, he also claims that we have at least nine alien spacecrafts um, having you know, like shot them down. Uh, would they be at Area 51? I, I, New Mexico? Does that align with what Bob Lazar had stated? <gasps> I'm Damn. telling you, between yeah. this and like the new physics thing, this shit has come full circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Greer also claims that we have numerous alien cadavers. Yeah. Yeah. So did Bob. You know, I... I think I just have a soft spot in my heart for Bob Lazar because the poor guy was dragged. Also, his name looks like Laser. Yeah. And that's dope. <laughs> uh, so despite this like hostile approach to um, alien life, the numerous civilizations out there in space are still actively seeking a peaceful contact with the people of Earth. He says that throughout the documentary that these ETs are millions, if not billions of years ahead of us, and they have reached this level of being to match uh, that which we would think to be like angelic. Oh. Yeah. That's um, an interesting thought. Okay. Yeah. Like they've, they've reached an ethereal state of being and have an entirely different understanding of life compared to us. Uh, he states that he has not only spoken to aliens on Earth, but he has been on a spacecraft and has even created like a ritual uh, to call the ETs to come to him. So I'm assuming, I guess, like they would speak a common language like English. 
never really okay. got into the language thing. Um, if if it's following what I think he's saying in, in the documentary, um, he like reaches this level of meditation, and it's like thought projection. Oh, okay. Yeah, the okay. documentary is absolutely nuts. I, okay, maybe maybe I'll watch it <laughs> after this. When I go to do my job thing, which is why I'm not drinking the beers right now, yeah. you should watch it. Everybody I'm fall asleep within 15 minutes. <laughs> that's what I've done like eight times now. Everybody listening to this episode, if you have even the slightest interest in uh, you know alien life or just the fun like science part of it, give this a watch. It is astounding. It's totally zany. It's super out there, and I could not be more into it. So, yeah. Um, like I said, through meditation, uh, he and his colleagues can signal E.T. I wish I'd call them E.T.'s. Uh, E.T.'s, and almost like clockwork, they can appear. Uh, he says that once he reaches a deep level of meditation, he can like send his thoughts into the universe and the ETs will react. Uh, an example, um, a ship phased into a state that could be seen by us. He keeps talking about this like other dimension, and it's not like you know time or space. It's it's like this like oneness with the universe. It I can't comprehend it. Three three D is all I need. Um, and it began like flying through the air. And one of his colleagues also in the documentary, um, he says like it was like Christmas morning and he was having coffee and a ship appeared in the sky and it started flying and he was like, wow, this is amazing. And then he said, like, I projected the thought, please turn around. I want to experience this longer. And immediately he says it did. Oh, so they're just doing a little bit of... Like snooping in the brain? I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know. Um, but it looks like there is some kind of connection between the power of the mind and like super advanced technology here. Uh, there's even a video clip where Greer and his friends are like on a beach meditating and like an actual being is caught on camera. Like an actual like alien is this caught is on camera. This is in the documentary. This is in the documentary. Right, I'm gonna watch there it. There is a picture, and like they're all in like folding chairs on the beach, like at dusk, and there's all this like these like light orbs and like light rays, and they're like twisting and turning around their bodies. Like, if this is like all Photoshop and he's just lying, he has fooled me. Okay. All right, you you have me convinced. I will I will watch it. You have to. You have to watch this. Um, like out of nowhere, these like light beams come and they're bending and they're wrapping around the bodies and around like three or four people. There's like little arrows over their head, like pointing down, and it's it's wild. Uh, but behind one of the people on the beach, there is something, and it's got this big old like triangle head uh if you've ever watched doctor who this guy looks kind of like the silence oh oh no 
Okay. Which is unsettling because yeah. if you watch Doctor Who, you know that yeah. they're bad dudes. These guys are like entirely peaceful and good, unlike the silence in yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. I actually, when I saw that guy's face, I was like, fuck. I paused it and I like got some water and I was like, okay. Um, he says that ETs can use the power of the mind and their oneness with the universe to essentially phase into our dimension. So, like, space travel, you know, the distances, doesn't matter because it's, like, the collective mind of the universe. Like, the universe experiencing itself in different facets. And they've understood that. This is a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this which is, is a lot. <laughs> which is why this took me so long to finish. Um, he, he describes this kind of like, uh, when you're scrolling through an old radio, like the AM mm. stations and you find like two stations at once, mm-hmm. kind of like in between, he said, um, like finding a New York station and a Chicago station and you're kind of getting a little bit of both. Mm. He says it's kind of like that. Okay. That's a, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. He, differentiates our world as a three-dimensional world and then like the conscious energy dimension again if you haven't heard of this or seen this or are even slightly interested you need to watch this and while you're at it watch unacknowledged same guy it's a few years older uh but this one dives into like witness testimony classified documents ufo footage and it explores like the consequences of world powers smothering the truth okay you have my attention yeah um actually that's kind of where this episode's going is the the big picture is what is our world power structure doing to smother alleged truths I don't want to sound crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Well, I'm sure. I mean, if it's mainstream enough to have a documentary on, it's Amazon on Prime. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's entertainment. This is like entertainment for me. This is like science fiction, touching reality. The the aliens all just went. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so stupid, <laughs> using his mouth. Uh oh! I didn't get into my dream yet. Scared like this was literally last night. This scared the crap out of me. Um, it was almost a lucid dream. Like I felt like I had some kind of control over myself in the dream. Um, in the dream, I was on a ship, and the ship was like multicolor, kind of see-through, and we were flying through some city on the planet. And the ship was flying through buildings. Like, I have, I have no idea where it was. But it was flying through these, like, magnificent skyscrapers. The sun was out. Um, I have no idea where I was in the dream. I only remember being on the ship. But then the thing that was most potent to me was waking up. Because, like, right when I woke up, I heard, like like a very distinct knocking on the back door of our house. And like, I know the wind was really, <laughs> was really windy, but it was like, it was like, 
has like five knocks, very specific, like dot, 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 dot. And this was like right when I woke up. And you know how I am when I wake up. I was extremely freaked out. Like if Matt doesn't wake up on his own, like accord basically and wake up naturally if you try to wake him up he thinks that like Vesuvius just exploded and it's next to our house and we have to go like right now that's the urgency and like terror that comes from Matt when you try to wake him up well it's that or I'll convince you that I'm awake and I'll fall back asleep (laughs) I'll I'll say anything to fall back asleep Um, I was I was actually scared to get off the couch uh, like creepily the t- were you were you down here or upstairs i was upstairs oh, okay the tv was on still but like the screen was just black yeah and like usually i, th- I thought like with like the streaming services like when you finish a show it will go back to the menu it wasn't it was just a black screen but it was okay. on okay so it took me like five minutes to get off the couch I really had to use the bathroom, so I went downstairs and then, like, super cautiously, I was, like, looking out the back window in the basement, like, oh, man. And then I, like, crept upstairs and kind of, like, peeked out the window, and there was nothing there. Man, that was, like, it has to have been the the documentary playing while I was sleeping, but holy cow. It's pretty much, I can guarantee it was the wind, but, man, if it wasn't. Uh, for then my, I might be crazy. For my own sanity, um, I'm going to say it was the wind. Yeah, it was the wind. Yeah, wink. <laughs> so anyway, it, back to the topic. Uh, even if Stephen Greer is partially accurate, ET life is out there, and it's impossibly ahead of us. Like, it sounds like they're like innately good, which that's good because like we wouldn't stand a chance like if they wanted to take us out it wouldn't even be a fight uh like but with the way like hollywood shows et life it's always hostile it's always a threat to our existence uh like even the white house has spoken out about like the next big threat like the threat of the other you know et life uh ronald reagan actually spoke out in a UN meeting uh, on September 21st, 1987, President Ronald Reagan gave an address to the United Nations. Uh, and in an often quoted section of his speech, Reagan asked questions about like the nations and the cultures of the world uniting finally in this like common effort to live in peace and to avoid war and bloodshed. He says, this is going to be my Reagan. Actually, I'm going to do a lot of presidential impressions oh, good. today. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Reagan, 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 Ronald just, Reagan. Just sound like someone that a baby boomer would love. I'm just trying to think of that episode of Family Guy. Reagan smash. There it is. <laughs> Cannot words be turned to plowshares? Can we and all nations not live in peace? In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you done? No, okay. there's more. <laughs> I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide. I'm changing the accent now. <laughs> <laughs> I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? That wasn't that. I definitely went into like a southern it sounds there. Well, it sounds a little like george w bush trying to sound like ronald reagan to sound more likable because his approval rating was so low <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it uh so like reagan that was good, that was good. thank you yeah. thank you um thank you <laughs> i'm gonna try that again later uh reagan seems in the cars <laughs> car i'm driving reagan seems to be noting that in addition to the like many cultures and societies around the world we should also keep in mind that the you know there's a larger human culture and like despite conflicts and wars throughout our history up to the present day uh the larger human culture has many unifying elements it was a call for unification not like alien threat <laughs> But, like, this doesn't even begin to cover, like, the big plans for things like the Space Force, which is... I, I still can't believe that's a thing, but that's fine. Well, it's been a part of the Air Force, but it wasn't until, like, December of 2019. Um, although Trump claimed the goal of this, like, new sixth branch of the military was to achieve, like, spatial dominance, like, dominate space, uh, it's... America. <laughs> right? America. Why can't we just share space with everybody else? Because there's oil out there. <laughs> America. Oh no. Does somebody in space need some freedom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we all know that like Mad Dog Mattis was the, um, what was he? The Secretary of Defense or something? Sure. Um, he made it clear that the biggest mission of Space Force was not to dominate space, but to, uh, he's like, he, he said, like, we're not going to weaponize space, but we want to deal with space as it's developing. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it sounds like they're more interested in defending like satellites and making sure that things up there are going well than to be start a space war going to a space war yeah yeah okay. regardless regardless of 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 that um th like the human race has pretty much been a very combative species from its earliest existence um if not against a foreign enemy we're fighting against ourselves um i actually did a quick search to check out how long peace has been maintained in human history like i don't actually think that there has not been a war of some kind during our lifetimes um the longest recorded time of peace goes to the ancient romans the pax romana or romana i'm gonna say romana uh which lasted from 28 bc to 211 a.d but by and large peace has evaded humankind However, uh, on a per capita basis, we are currently, in this time, enjoying 
the most peaceful era in human history um, by a fairly large margin. Like, less people are dying of war in less places on the globe than ever before. It's still happening, and it's still... We're just maybe more precise with... Our, where we're shooting people. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. by no means... We're still assholes. We're yeah. just... Yeah, by no means you know, saying we're doing a good job, but... More advanced technology. Right. Still get those civilians and children those Dang from civilians. Time to time. Dang civilians. But you know what? Even though, allegedly, this is a more peaceful time, we are still at it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, let's pop into a, a time machine uh, back to World War II. Our, somehow the pot always takes us back to World War II. I'm a dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm a 31-year-old <laughs> dude. Your this is one of my characteristics. <laughs> uh, can we cue a TARDIS noise? Yeah. Uh, uh, is that it? Yeah, perfect. Kind of. Um, we can always edit over that with the actual TARDIS noise. Uh, so we're going to actually go back um, to a man, a famous man, um, Robert Oppenheimer who is one of the people considered to be the father of the atomic bomb. That is a terrible title. Well, it's he's not the only father. There's a couple of fathers, <laughs> uh, maybe even a few mothers, but their names wouldn't be on the documents because yeah, no, they're women. Because and it's the 1940s. Um, this is because of his role in the Manhattan Project, which was the researching and development of the first nuclear weapons. So, time machine. The first atomic bomb was successfully detonated on July 16th, 1945. Yeah, Matt was doing research last night, and he goes, oh, the Manhattan Project (laughs) overlies with uh, our dating anniversary. (laughs) Not that we started dating in 1945, but the July 16th Don't tell them that we've been dating since 1945. (laughs) Yeah, so this first bomb is tested and it's successful uh this happens in the trinity test in new mexico which actually is like our bombing ground for all of our nuclear tests i'm just gonna um interrupt really quick and say if anyone is interested in atomic bomb testing you should totally go back to our episode about how kodiak Kodak, 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 <laughs> Kodak uh, the camera company accidentally found out that the United States government was testing nukes. That's right. It's a very interesting topic. That we, was a We did topic. it maybe like two months ago. So Give or take. Yeah. Easy. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is like a famous quote from him. Um, so as he witnessed the first bomb going off on, you know, July 16th, 1945, um, Robert Oppenheimer quoted a piece of Hindu scripture, and he is quoted as saying, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah, I actually read this whole article about how he misquoted it. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what badass thing can I say yeah. when this nuke goes off? Uh, yeah, 21 days later. The U.S. drops the atomic bombs Fat Man and Little Boy on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on the 6th and 9th of August, 1945. This, these two bombs kill between 129,000 and 226,000 people. 
And since then, no nuclear bombs have been used as a weapon on another country. But there have been thousands of tests since then. Yeah, still got it. <laughs> exactly. So I actually was like, how many actually have been tested? So this counts up to 2017, and it appears since 2017, no one has tested their nuking capabilities and talked about it. Well. It's official stuff. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I mean, okay, so so there was a period of time where, like, North Korea was doing a lot of nuclear testing, um, but obviously it's North Korea, and there's not a lot that would really get here that we'd know about so i think yeah they can't even get theirs up <laughs> i think um god it was like i don't even know how they measured this it's i i think based on like satellite imagery that the the u.s was monitoring this and north korea was like no we're not we're not doing anything <laughs> they're like, not nuking you guys are totally nuking things right now you're totally no no, we're not doing anything. And that was the conversation for a while. <laughs> I haven't heard about North Korea testing any nukes lately, though. So Yeah, is Kim Jong-un still dead? Or is he <laughs> that alive? Was, that was a whole thing. Have they seen him? Is he still on the... On the little... Is he still like, like being propped up by the strings? Like, strings? Um, you know, it's been a while. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. It has been a while. Uh, so... I think there not being any nuclear tests on the records is a good thing. It might be a bad thing. Uh, but so far, as of now, uh, over 2,000 nuclear bombs have been tested. And I'm going to tell you who's tested them and how many they've tested. Pakistan with two. India with three. God, it's like they're not even trying. North Korea. It gets better. North Korea, six. I don't believe that. That's fine. I'm just, I literally, I, I know. <laughs> There's I know, a website <laughs> and I read it. Uh, both China and the UK have 45 each. France with 210. Oh, France, what are you doing? Nuking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a dumb question. Uh, Russia has 715. Yeah, it sounds about right. And the US has, um, 1,030. How many? 1,030. Okay, yeah. We just have to be number one in everything. But the chart was sure to say that those 1,030 did not count the two they used on Japan. God, we suck. <laughs> we suck. I will say the other thing that's kind of scary about this that I learned from that Kodak episode that we did was, you know, like how radiation travels and how you could have nuclear testing in like a remote part of your country, but mm -hmm. that fallout travels and starts to affect things around it, and you don't even realize. Well, actually, um, I don't. <laughs> Did you just well actually me? <laughs> I don't have the date. I don't have the date, but at some point there was an agreement signed by like everybody to no longer test their nukes in the atmosphere because of the fallout and they've oh. been doing all of their nuking underground okay which is also a problem but yeah. Yeah. it's not in the atmosphere we're not breaking the rules can you imagine being a worm like near the <laughs> the place where they're doing a nuclear test and be like oh shit holy shit <laughs> there's like some like three million pound worm somewhere yeah. just like just messing things up it's actually um the alaskan bullworm in spongebob <laughs> oh, that's just the tongue. 
Oh, gosh. So, like I said, we haven't nuked, and by we, I mean humans. We have not <laughs> You're not doing the we thing another, like I. <laughs> we, as a species, have not nuked another part of the species as a weapon. But we've come close to ending it all quite a few times. So after World War II, the U.S. and Russia, then called the Soviet Union, of course, had stopped playing nice. And there was a whole bunch of tension uh, that was there for like, like a solid 44 years. So 1947 to 1991 are like the official dates of the Cold War. Uh, and it's cold. It's it's called cold because they didn't shoot each other. Like the guns were cold. However, there were a ton of proxy wars um, throughout the world. Like western interest versus eastern interest um it's a relatively relatively peaceful time uh but it nearly led to the closest we as a species came to just annihilating ourselves so we're gonna go forward in time to the cuban missile crisis which was um october of 1962 So the U.S. and the Soviet Union were at odds, like, regarding the presence of Soviet nuclear-armed missiles located close to the U.S. near our, like, neighbor Cuba. Uh, So here's how it goes down. It's another part of the proxy war. It, It almost ended, like, life on Earth potentially having promised in may of 1960 to defend cuba with soviet arms the soviet union premier nikita khrushchev assumed that the u.s wouldn't do anything if the soviets sent nuclear missiles to cuba you won't do it first mistake (laughs) first mistake So if these were to launch from Cuba, they could hit most of the eastern part of the United States within, like, a few minutes if Cuba launched. What about, like, the Midwest? Um, That's the part that I care about. We're always safe from everything. If they take, like, New Jersey, I wouldn't... We might give them, like, a Medal of Honor. Yeah, you could have New Jersey. um, No, no, because now you're alienating our New Jersey listeners. I just feel like after Jersey Shore, I don't know much else about Jersey. That's just you being ignorant. There's a lot of culture in New Jersey. You're not wrong. Have you seen the boardwalk? No. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. The Cubans now have Soviet nuclear missiles that could be launched to hit the U.S. within minutes. Come July of 1962... The U.S. had learned that there were Soviet missiles in Cuba and that they were shipping them over the water. Now, by August 29th of 62, new military construction and the presence of Soviet technicians had been spotted by a U-2 spy plane flying over the island. (laughs) October 14th, uh, the presence of a missile launching site was reported 
I can just imagine the conversations. Hey guys, what's that? Nothing. It's a grain silo. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you mind your own? So President John F. Kennedy um, was given all this information. He had a meeting with his cabinet who actually suggested an immediate invasion and attack on Cuban soil. However, he decided to not do that. And on October 22nd, to prevent further missiles from coming to Cuba, he set up a naval blockade. Now, the U.S. announced that they would not permit offensive weapons to be delivered to Cuba, and they demanded that the weapons already in Cuba be taken apart and returned back to the Soviet Union. Kennedy said, It shall be the policy of this nation to regard any nuclear missile launched from Cuba against any nation in the Western Hemisphere as an attack by the Soviet Union on the United States, requiring a full retaliatory response upon the Soviet Union. I liked that one a lot. It was a lot less George W. Bush. You know, I was I was really thinking about doing the um, JFK from Clone High. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shall be the policy <laughs> of this nation. Well, you could also be, um, ooh, who is that? Quimby from Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Mayor Quimby, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what it sounds mm-hmm. like. So both countries go back and forth making these huge claims. Uh, the world seemingly never came so close to ending it all than this 13-day period. Now, a naval blockade would generally be considered an act of war. That's bad. That's bad. (laughs) JFK said, no, this is a quarantine. This is not a blockade. This is a quarantine. And so Nikita Khrushchev announced that, quote, and I'm not going to do a Russian accent, quote, the violation of freedom to use international waters and international airspace is an act of aggression which pushes mankind toward the abyss of world nuclear missile war. And like we were literally a button's press away from annihilation. October 27th was like the boiling point. A spy plane was shot down by a Soviet missile. And that same day, a nuclear-armed Soviet sub was hit by a depth charge by a U.S. Navy vessel. What it sounds like, the, the Navy ship saw the submarine and they wanted to drop one, but not hit them as like a sign to say, hey, come up, we know you're there. But they hit them. And then they hit them. Whoopsies. And so since the submarine was too low to communicate with the naval ship these guys thought that war had begun oh man that would just like be immediate like pants shitting right yeah and so the people on the ship the submarine began to load a nuclear torpedo so to confirm the launch of this missile three commanding officers had to have a unanimous agreement to launch the missile. The first two said yes immediately, and the third, who was second in command, Vasily Akiprov, 
Arkhipov, Arkhipov refused. And this man quite literally saved the human race that day. He refused. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. He refused. Uh, and that kind of like ended the tension there. No one shot a missile besides the uh, submarine. Which is, wait, that's a death charge. And yeah. it was meant to be Oopsies. a warning. Meant to be a warning. But that that hit could have changed the world as we see it now. Uh, so with hundreds of nuclear missiles ready to launch at a moment's notice, tensions were still very high. So secretly, JFK's brother, the Attorney General, Robert Kennedy, met with uh, the Soviet ambassador, uh, Anatoly Dobrynin. And they had, again, this was in secret, they had some pretty intense negotiations and and you know like in the end the US promised to remove their nukes from both Turkey and Italy which were the ones threatening you know mainland Russia um and to promise to not invade Cuba if the Soviets withdrew from Cuba this is all important because the Americans were um what was it the bay of pigs invasion sure they had tried to overturn communism in, in cuba mm -hmm. years before mm -hmm. so that was a sore subject uh so if the u.s did that the soviet union would withdraw from cuba including their nukes following an inspection from the u.n the next day the soviets nukes would begin to be removed from cuba still this all could have gone wrong and again i don't think we'd I don't think we'd be here like we are right now. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, so now we are like decades past this. And thankfully, um, we have never come this close again to like a nuclear holocaust. Remember um, at the beginning of this January year? of 2020? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No, wasn't it the beginning of this year? When every, or was it? No, it was the beginning of last year. What year is that? 2021 <laughs> when um we all thought that world war three was gonna start that was pretty cool that was not cool that was really cool that was neat i would have shot my kneecap off <laughs> i think they would have done it for you i don't know you know what no i would have done the presidential thing sorry i have bone spurs <laughs> I have bone spurs uh it turns out actually well he I'm actually a did have bone i'm spurs. a woman so i don't know if they'd even want me uh, it turns out my vision is too bad for me to be um, ever included in a draft. So Ooh, lucky you. Yeah, I know. At least I got that going for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, obviously we dodged the bullet there, but we have more nukes now than we ever have before. Like we all do. Every country I said in that list, we have nukes. Yeah, they're just in case. But what if I told you what if I told you it doesn't really matter how many nukes the superpowers of the world have because they are being turned on and off by an outside power? Who's the outside power? Well, that's 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 where Stephen Greer comes in. Okay. The ETs that Stephen Greer has been trying to reveal to the world are in fact trying to help us not nuke ourselves. So do you think they... <clears throat> watched like the u.s nuke japan 
And I, then they were like, "Oh shit, we, that that can never happen again." No, I'm I'm gonna. Oh, you're gonna that, get to that. That question's okay. been asked, and, yeah, and okay, I, okay. I cover that. Okay. No, this is this is one of those topics where like I I feel crazy talking about it. Oh, I'm here for it. And I want to reiterate that I'm in fact not crazy. <laughs> I but I'm you. all for this this conspiracy theory. So we're gonna be jumping into the nuclear like arms race but alleged alien interference okay so that's kind of where we're going full circle now all right i'm ready for it so since the 1940s many ufo sightings have been reported especially near nuclear facilities yes uh, there are many questions being asked by uh, teams of like former U.S. defense and intelligence officials, uh, academics, aerospace industry veterans. Um, lots of questions from these folks. Also, this, this strange group called uh, To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science. It's, it's literally To The Stars dot 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 Academy of Arts and Science, which, long story short, I'm, I'm still kind of confused by them. They're a media company which is focused on entertainment, aerospace, and science. And it was founded by Tom DeLonge of Blink-182. I love it. And it's, it's chock full of like ex-CIA and Department of Defense members. Like go ahead, like look it up on YouTube, pause it, pause this, watch that. Um, I, they claim it's like this is where science fiction becomes reality. I'm into it. I mean, I like, what else video. are you going to do if you're, if you like have some kind of badass job, like being in the CIA and then you retire, like, what do you, what do you just do with your time after that? Well, yeah. Uh, so kind of like Stephen Greer, who I do not believe is affiliated with this group. Um, everyone, not everyone, but like people who have been involved with these like agencies that are sworn to secrecy are all about disclosing this information because it's such a bigger picture than what we're being shown. Um, throughout history, uh, unexplained aerial phenomena, UAPs, it's kind of like the other way of saying like UFO because it doesn't always involve spacecrafts. It involves like orbs of light, which again, looking back at what Greer was saying about how these ships can phase into our reality. That's kind of, I think, what they're getting at. Um, so these, these UAPs have shocked, they have frightened, they have fascinated people who watch the sky. And uh, in this last century, more than a few have been reported in a military context. So like in late World War II, for example, uh, U.S. airmen called these things Foo Fighters. Oh. Right. There are these... Uh, Where is Dave Grohl coming? On the guitar. <laughs> okay, on great. On the guitar. <laughs> uh, these Foo Fighters are like strange orange flying lights. Um, they were seen near the French-German border. Uh, another example, during the Korean War... Um, some soldiers claimed to see a blue-green light emitting, like, pulsing rays, uh, and it made their entire battalion sick with what some people think is, like, radiation poisoning. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and somewhat less known that in the last 75 years, 
um, many high-ranking U.S. military and intelligence personnel have also reported these um, UAPs near sites associated with nuclear power, uh, weaponry and technology, uh, all the way back to like early atomic bomb development and testing. So like they've been watching according to these people. And so many names have been like redacted uh, because there's a big no-no about revealing, you know, top secret evidence and information. Uh, so for example, an unnamed lobbyist in the US, again, the name was redacted to protect them from dissolving, divulging, not dissolving, divulging um, sensitive material. Uh, this person says that aliens have been turning our nuclear weapons on and off to show us how useless they are against their technology. Oh, so it's almost like, not like a th like a threat, but like... No, it's it's not a threat. Um, some, some groups say, uh, this guy's name is Stephen Bassett of the Paradigm Research Group, says... Uh, witnesses to the switching believe it not to be a threat but more like a message to say that these things are useless weird flex but okay <laughs> so it's a, it's a great flex uh, so we're talking all of the nuclear facilities uh, Los Alamos Livermore Sandia uh, the Savannah River all of these have had dramatic incidents where these unknown crafts appear over facilities and like nobody knows where they were from or what they were doing there. And not only that, but about 10 years ago in Washington, D.C., um, a half dozen former U.S. military airmen, uh, with the aid of a number of ufologists, claimed that the U.S. Air Force and the government are lying about the uh, like dangerous implications of UFOs seen at these nuclear bases. And they can prove it. So a question that I have from this is like, how does one become a UFOlogist? Can I become a UFOlogist? Is there like something on Coursera? Great Courses Plus? This isn't something offered by a local college, I'm assuming? Um, you know, when we're down, uh, at the farm and, yes. uh, we have the fire going yes. and the harmonica's going, yes. that's us being ufologists. Okay. So essentially I, you have been a ufologist I can update for years. my LinkedIn to say ufologist. I mean, like as long as you're not applying for any like legit science jobs. Where I'll get called out on my shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. Or if you're applying to be a ufologist, they'd be like, Let's see your credentials. <laughs> I don't have any credentials, actually. <laughs> You're hired! <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for, for clarifying. Oh, by the way, this is like three hours since we started recording. I had to go to work, and I, I am having a beer now. And this is um, a Cerveza Barrelito. It's from Mexico. It's three and a half percent, and I can drink these all day. And it's a very cute little bottle. It's very cute, and it's it's, it's very it's very fresh. It's very yeah. refreshing. Good, great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's from our neighbor. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, they're both great. 
Yeah, we've got we've got a good crew. Yeah, I bet do. you you know what? I bet you we could start a ufologist club on the block. Yes. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we should do that. I, I would argue that out of the neighbors that we're really close to, I'd say more than half of them would be into this idea. Yeah. If not for the UFOs, but for the shenanigans. I feel like the drunker that they get, the more into the idea that they would be. If we're drinking these, we're never going to get it's drunk. Never gonna it's never going to happen. Yeah. I can have 20 of these. You got to break out the, the big boys, the big guns, the eight percenters. The wild turkey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. It's my go-to cheap whiskey now. You're not just going to see UFOs. You're going to see, like, aliens waving to you if you have too many of those. I'll invite them down. But they can't knock on the door. Yeah, no. Not not a repeat of last night. Ugh. Anyways, these, these UFOlogists who have proof, and honestly, that's all the article said. We have proof. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Great. Uh, they claim that since 1948... <laughs> this reminds me of like the fucking election where everybody's like there's voter fraud and we have proof and we're gonna release the proof and then the proof is never released it's in the pudding and then they keep saying and then they keep saying well we have proof okay where is that it's in the pudding sorry i don't mean to get political but that's the same level (laughs) you see it at i think these aliens are beyond politics Yeah, yeah i'm sure that they don't have elections no. Do you think they have like a? Do you think they have like a monarchy? No. Do they just like exist? exist? I think they just exist. Damn. Just chill. You don't need money. You just do stuff. Damn. I got the right idea. Those socialist aliens. Bomb them. <laughs> Call okay. the uh, space force. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for derailing this so much. You've derailed the episode. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> No, or was it? Uh, they claim these ufologists who have proof claim that since 1948, uh, aliens in spacecrafts have not only been visiting Earth, um, but like hovering over American and British nuclear missile sites and temporarily deactivating their weapons. At like specific times. I don't know. Oh. Okay. I think it's more it, so. Obviously, throughout history, we've been testing missiles and someone who's like, well, didn't you just say there's been over like, you know, 2000 tests? Yeah, it's like an on off thing. It's like, oh, it's on. Oh, now it's off. Now it's on. Now it's off. That's what it sounds like. I'm not claiming this to be a fact. I'm just really into the topic. I'm not crazy. (laughs) Okay. UFO author, so a guy who writes books on UFOs, uh, named Robert Hastings, who organized the news conference, said, I believe these gentlemen believe that this planet is being visited by beings from another world who, for whatever reason, have taken an interest in the nuclear arms race. He also claims that a global conspiracy exists in which all major governments have been covering up evidence of ufos for decades a hundred percent oh yeah a hundred percent that is a conspiracy that i i actually believe to be fact i'm about to hit that point i think yeah there's i i just don't believe that there's no way that if 
we're not alone in the universe, which I choose to believe that we aren't because it's scarier if we are. <laughs> and I don't want to go back down the great filter. <laughs> but if if we're not <laughs> alone in the universe, there's no way it's not known by like every major world leader and not held against us, but, you know, held privately. Right. Right. The only down part about all of the information I just revealed about, I said revealed, uh, re-said, repurposed it, uh, that most of the information that was exposed at these conferences can already be found in most magazines, books, or websites already. And a lot of their personal accounts kind of lead to like dead ends. Like, in fact, their their information actually lead to like more questions than answers. Yeah, I get that. It's just kind of like old sense. guys farting about back in my day. I saw a spaceship. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see that being our future of uh, you know the neighbors or ufologist club. We're all gonna have drones flying around. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so one of the questions, for example, uh, if aliens have been watching over humanity uh, and are so concerned about uh, our our nukes, um, why didn't they prevent the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which I believe you asked? Yeah. I mean, did they just, like, were they on break? Did they just not see it coming? Like, wouldn't (laughs) it have been more impressive to demonstrate their ability to just go nah you can't do that yeah exactly like this could have been a much more effective way to end the arms race that you know we've briefly covered and you know there would have been no um missile crisis or anything like that uh, furthermore, the the point of the press conference is just full of like contradictions. So, the whole like tinfoil hat thing that people talk about with like alien conspiracists is like, that's it. Should 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 I take my take your hat off? Should I take my hat off? Take your hat off. So, on one hand, the stated purpose was to encourage governments to like finally admit publicly that they are aware of aliens, presumably because they pose a threat to national security. So, like, that's the presumption, that they're dangerous. Okay. yeah. But, like, Stephen Greer's been so adamant about is like, they're not. They're not dangerous. They're so beyond the need for violence that they just want to bring more sentience to the universe. So here's an idea. Mm-hmm. Could they still be considered dangerous, not in a sense of attacking us, but in a sense of like getting in the way of something that we want to do because we're a shithead country? A civilization, species. Well, so so theoretically, say say I don't know, the U.S. knows about this, right? Mm-hmm. And like maybe we could say aliens aren't these aliens are not dangerous to us, but say we like don't care that they want world peace and we still want to bomb the shit out of whoever. I mean, they could still be considered a threat in that way. 
kind of back to the idea that if what Greer says is accurate, and again, it's it's a really cool idea. Um, if these things can phase into our dimension and phase out in the blink of an eye, nothing's going to touch it. Nothing's going to hit it. You're going to be hitting air. It's it's not like Independence Day where they have these like you know, like insane shields. It's it's way beyond that. Okay. It's way beyond that. It's 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 like trying to to punch um like an airplane that you saw 10 minutes ago <laughs> with your eyes closed. God, it's like trying to punch in a dream and it's just like the most embarrassing. Only it's like even less Ugh. futile than that. More futile than that. Oops. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Whoops. Double negative. Um, but on the other other hand, uh, it seems like the larger message seems to like be like, don't worry about the nukes and the other countries because our alien space brothers and sisters will take care of us and avert any potential nuclear attacks. Okay, so... Ooh, this just got like almost I don't want to say spiritual, but like watch the documentary. It's insanely spiritual. So it's basically saying like there's a higher there there's theoretically a higher being that isn't like a god or something. It's literally an entire other civilization of It's not even one civilization. It's numerous civilizations. And it's not about like a higher power. It's like a different level of existence. I would say higher power in the sense of like they have control over things that we haven't figured out yet. We, yeah. We haven't figured it out yet. But like those toys where it's like, I remember seeing this one star Wars toy where it's like you put on like a headband and like you can move something like in this tube. It's like force Jedi training game. <laughs> It's, it's like that, but on, like, an intergalactic level. This is really... This is cool. This it's, is it's, it's a shit. cool topic. It's yeah. a cool topic. So, like, if all this is true, and that's a big if, um, I think it's a cool idea. It's really wild. Uh, then the aliens would not really be a threat to national security since they seem to be playing kind of like as, like, the big peacekeeper in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Galaxies... But like in the end, like like a major argument posed by Robert Greer is that like alien life is essentially confirmed amongst the world powers, and they're just seeking t- to keep the status quo and not let us know, and like that's the larger problem. Yeah, I could. I mean, I've said this a million times. I feel like, but I I could understand why they would keep that from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it is. It's, it's, it's kind of where this ends. It's like, yeah. this is a zany theory. It's it's not what I expected it to be. Um, again, everyone should watch um, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And what's the other one that I said? Mm, starts with a U. Uh, Un- undisclosed. Un- unacknowledged. Yeah, unacknowledged. That's the older one. Maybe watch that one first. That's more about the government stuff. So unacknowledged and close encounters of the fifth kind. Everyone needs to carve out like five hours. 
maybe six if, if you want to have a good cry. But those are two must watches if you're into like aliens and conspiracies revolving around aliens and the government. And you can watch those on Amazon if you give your money to Beth Jezos. You can probably find them on YouTube or some like yeah. streaming site. I don't give them your money, but yeah. <laughs> no, give somebody else the the money for ad revenue on on YouTube. I'm sure. But yeah, this was a wild one. I'm. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting because like you think about like okay, aliens have the ability to turn our nukes on and off, but then you start to think about the implications of everything else directly related to that. And it's like, yeah. When you see the footage that's in this documentary, um, it's insane. It's like, it's like clockwork. They get in the zone, they get all Zen and poof, there's some lights, there's interaction. Literally. I think there's, there's two images of, of, of what look like aliens. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to watch those sometime this week. Yeah, it's um, it's a little haunting, actually. It's oh, a little good. haunting. I'm Maybe that's little... why you had nightmares. <laughs> I wouldn't call today. that a nightmare. It wasn't a nightmare. I mean, what, what were they doing on that ship? We were just flying through shit. Okay. It was cool. Okay. It was cool. I don't want that dream again, but it was cool. <laughs> it was very cool. But yeah, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. I'm sure there's a ton more. That I totally missed the ball on, but I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. this. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, hope you enjoyed our our um, guest, which was the contractors who have been gone for a little bit now. And don't forget to stick around uh, for like 15, 30 more seconds for oh, yeah. our promo from our friends at Crime Divers. Jill and Laura. I like so, promos. Yeah. We All sound right. so legit then. <laughs> yeah. Little do they know. Yeah. Um, okay. See you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Keep your eyes up. Are you fascinated by true crime like us? If so, check out our podcast, Crime Divers, hosted by me, Jill. And me, Laura. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday when we discuss true crime from around the world. So what are you waiting for? Come join us as we dive in.